welcome to The Right Perspective. Today, we're going to recap and discuss Menace to Society, a 1993 American drama film directed by Alan and Albert Hughes. It stars Tyron Turner, Jada Pinkett, Lorenz Tate, and Samuel L. Jackson. The film had a budget of $3.5 million and grossed about $30 million. And in the Black community, it is definitely considered required viewing and a classic. But today, we will determine whether it is a classic from the right perspective. We'll do the recap and then we'll discuss, you know, whatever comes up, plot and direction, characters and acting, the cinematography, sound, music, and then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol that is picked especially for this discussion. But we got to start with intros. Kick us off, bro. Hi, I'm Aubrey Wright. I'm the oldest. I'm Janiah Wright. I'm the middle. Hello. I am Brittany Wright. And I am the youngest. She has really been messing up the flow lately. I mean, it's just like, (laughs) and it's really a lack of regard for the audio audience. Because that whole little gap of silence for dramatic flair. I mean, I I don't know if it's if it's if it's worth it. I don't know if it translates. I don't know if it translates. (laughs) You know what, bro? I should just I should just go in and edit out that whole little gap every time. I'm just gonna edit it oh, out. Don't nobody it want translates. it. Oh, it translates. <laughs> the masses want it. Mm-mm, they don't. They do. I got a letter from the masses the other day. It's you, you know, you know one. Did it, you know did it arrive person. on opposite day? <laughs> you know one person. The masses. the masses. You know one person, and her name is the masses. It's the masses. <laughs> They all get together. It is the mess. <laughs> one person. From to and fro, hither and thither. Okay. This all right. Is the all right. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Oh my gosh. Y'all can just see it's been a long road with this one. This one. <laughs> this one's high maintenance. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, did y'all think about a voting symbol for this movie? Not until this moment. I totally forgot I was supposed to come up with that. Well, before we even do that then, (laughs) bro, you know Britt had some homework from the last episode. Do you remember this? I absolutely do. And it's it's so funny because I really wanted to send the video clip. But I said, no, Mm-mm. I'm going to see if she Let does her, her do. homework. And Bro, can don't... you can you recap the homework for the for for the audience? The homework from last uh, episode was that Brittany was not familiar with a Lindy Hop and why she should be familiar. So. By the look on her face, we could tell that she, A, does not know what Lindy Hop is. She's looking up right now. What a jerk. What a jerk. She's probably looking up right now. So, no, honestly, I did do it. I did do it because I did watch, what is, uh, what was it, Hell's a Blazing? Did I say it wrong? Hell's a Popping? Hell's a Popping. Hell's doing something. I know that. And I watched that you watch, YouTube. You watched the clip. <laughs> I watched the clip. Hell's and... a blazing is a gospel song, probably. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or the name of a sermon. Or the name of every sermon. Listen. Yeah. Hell, 
So you did watch the Hell's a Popping clip? I did watch the Hell's a Popping clip, and I understood. But here's the bad part: I could not remember that dance scene that we were talking about and singing in the rain. I knew esque what we were talking about, and I said, (laughs) "Okay, (laughs) I see where this is coming from." But I could not remember verbatim that dancing. Well, I yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I'm sure it's a lot heavier in my brain. Like I said, it was just my one thing that, yes, that I but, felt was a little appropriated. But it was the yes. big scene yeah. where he was describing. Yes. In the dream scene yeah. of what mm-hmm. they were going to do. The and visualization. You, right. The visualization. So I know that dance form. I just never yeah. knew. What it was called. Called. But I did pull up a definition though, because I yeah. could sit here and give my random definition. Yeah, yeah. The actual definition when you Google it is a Lindy Hop is an American dance which was born in the African American communities in Harlem, New York City in 1928 and has evolved since then. It was very popular during the swing era of the late 1930s and the early 1940s. Mm-hmm. But when I was watching it, I loved it. I just loved oh, it. Yeah. That is like it just looks like so much fun. Adding, I mean, yes, that's fun dancing. Dance, it's yeah. Like you're adding in dance, and you're also adding in acrobatics. Like it, it's like you're tired at the end of this night. Like you think twerking makes you tired. No, no, no. <laughs> throwing your partner across the into the air and across the room and running over in time to catch them. Like that. Is- my question is. My question is. <laughs> Do men of today have the upper body strength that's required for this kind of dance? Mm. Uh, do you have the dis- dexterity for that type of dance? <laughs> no, no, I do not. So, I don't. Okay, <laughs> first of all, first of all, I can answer that. that. No, number one. I don't. But y'all, right. we should get we should get yeah, to minister society. Let's get on it. Let's get on it. A plus this on your homework. <laughs> A plus. A plus. And you know we need to give Arby a homework assignment at some point because he be hands on them out. He be hands on them out. And it's going to be dramatic too. Oh yeah. It's going to be, you know, really tricky. And that would involve Arby not being down and it'll be interesting to see that. Okay, well we see where you're not. That's recorded now. That arrogance (laughs) was just recorded. Everyone, the world would know it. Okay. And Uh, so... <laughs> and, and when I'm proven wrong, oh. I have no problem eating my humble pie. Oh. All right, so we'll oh. see. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, right, so I gotta go. say, when it so wow. when it comes down to voting symbols for this show, there are a couple of things that were pretty obvious as contenders, and there's <laughs> in Brit the whole time. I was just thinking, I know exactly what Brittany's gonna put forward for this, <laughs> bro. I know you were thinking it too. I know you were thinking it. I don't too. know. I don't. I don't. I don't have one. I don't. I don't have one. Okay. I don't. Have, I don't not that I, I would think was obvious for Brit. I, I don't have one. Okay. I, I have one. That... I am. I tell you what. I am looking forward to is my denial. <laughs> well, I will. I have. I have three. Okay. Right. So oh, I'm... no. Okay. <laughs> I just. I just connected with you. Figured with Brittany. Brit. Yeah. Yes, I just connected. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. So the first one is the VHS tape, a VHS tape. Okay. That is, um, obviously it is, um, very important to this movie. It's important because it is a recording of the moment 
in Kane's life, the main character, where everything, everything changed, everything changed. And, um, and so it is for the movie important, but also just in general, a recording of any moment um, is to me so important because this movie is about how one decision, one instant can, can change everything. And that's really a takeaway for life. I mean, it's like, um, you know, every single thing we do impacts everything else that is to come. And so it is just about taking ownership of your decisions. But the, but the a VHS tape, like a recording of a moment, is just a great symbol of um, not just this movie, but just how important it is to be present and, and, and aware as you're, as you're kind of making decisions because the implications ripple forever. I got to say, you know, you're starting off pretty strong. <laughs> yes! You're starting off pretty strong. I really yes. feel like you should stop. Yeah, I mean, honestly, no. You don't want the others. I want to hear The other two. The, okay, so the, the next one is a 40, a 40-ounce 40 beer, okay? Obviously, they were everywhere in this movie. People were drinking those 40s. <laughs> yeah, they were two. They were pro. They were hither. They were thither. They were everywhere. Okay. But they're also, it's also a good symbol because um, there is a ritual about pouring out a bit of your drink for your homie that has, that has, that has been lost. And so they did that in this movie. You know, they did a pour out for a lost loved one who had been lost in the shenanigans. Um, and I will tell you, there's something about the pouring out of liquid from the 40 that reminds me of like an hourglass. I don't know. And I've always thought that. I thought of that b before I saw this movie. You know, there's just something about watching liquid Girl, in a bottle I he was talking about about the go to libations in a uh ceremony no i was not waiting for you to say no but glass. but liquid i was about to say oh that's <laughs> about when liquid is slow it's like the the level of liquid is decreasing in a bottle i mean to me it is again it's a perfect it's a symbol of it's like the passage of time and you, know? Only, you know it's what, about opportunity only, leaving and not only that, i thought it was I, just about they was thirsty no and not not only that there was also <laughs> that also punctuated uh in an important moment because in the beginning Why? where uh, where Kane had his first drink, and then it was showing uh, later on um, uh, when he was now in that same position, he didn't do it. He didn't give uh, the little boy a drink. So uh, he didn't give Ronnie's son a drink. So that that was also very, so yes. Totally. Yes, and, I, and remember his fingerprints were on the 40 bottle. Like uh, the 40 is. Absolutely. The it's very the present. And, and it, it was a shattering moment, which is shattered in the moment that punctuated the change of his whole life. So, mm. yeah, that was your two for two today, sis. I got to say, yes. I got to say you're two for two. Okay. That Maybe I should one. stop while I'm ahead. <laughs> nope. Okay. The third one is a big wheel. 
Okay, so you all know we actually had big wheels when we were growing up. Do y'all remember those? They're just like you, you pedal. It's like a tricycle, but you're low to the ground and you pedal. We totally had big wheels. They were they were great. They were so <laughs> kids are so easily entertained. But in this movie, what <laughs> they're tricky. Um, what, what is what, so the reason why Big Will could be a good symbol for this movie, it's a couple of reasons. Um, you know, I was watching this movie with my boyfriend and he was like, James was like, um, you know, when you think about it, the, the, there's a fascination with cars and with rims and things like that, that we see throughout the movie. You know, we see a car jacking. You know, we see um, Kane robbing someone for rims to put on his car, which he has got through, you know, <laughs> you know, illegal circumstances. Right. Um, and so there is something about that specific material possession that is very present in the lives of, of these young men. And you think about where that fascination begins, you know, and it's, you could look at the big wheel. And the little boys who were riding big wheels in this um, in this movie is like that's like the beginning of like that 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 fascination with 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 the vehicles. Um, the other thing about it in this movie is that in that really really important scene at the end, um, you know, with um, Anthony, Jay, the, the 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 son um, that 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 Kane is a father figure to. You know, he is there and he's present for that drive-by at the end. And we see the big wheel. They, they were very intentional about using that visual of the big wheel to show that this little boy had been present in this, 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 this awful moment that his life was at risk in this drive-by. And, it, and it's one of the last things that Kane sees, you know, before it's and all that, over. And not only that, it was the the new big wheel that Kane brought him is just an interesting visual of, he also brought this danger along with this uh, 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 thing that he, that he gave him. And mm -hmm. um, so in such an I, innocent I, moment for a child I, just to be riding I, I, a big I, wheel I just, on the sidewalk. I, I, I gotta tell you, I just can't wait to hear your review on this because those symbols were three for three, Janaya. Yes! Those were three for three, and I'm not. I don't even want to talk about my symbols. I think <laughs> we need to hear me, them, though, bro. We got to no, hear what you came up with. Since no, we got to hear, you, we know what I know. One of Britney's. <laughs> go ahead, Britney. What are, let's say what, what are your what are your um. <laughs> First of all, this is her. She's been waiting for this moment because <laughs> I see we've gotten off in our past reviews. Okay. <laughs> From what we really have started the right perspective for, oh, which is to have movies about crack rocks. <laughs> and I was so happy that Menace of Society brought that back to the forefront of what is most important is crack rocks. And I knew it very it's, the movie was only five minutes in before I was like Britney's gonna recommend a crack rock as a symbol for this. I know it. Also 40s and guns. Well, I I, I, gotta, I, I, I I just gotta say that I think that 
I think that the tape is is the best idea, and they're all. Exactly. And, but I but I think the tape is the best idea because it was the uh, it was the thing that was really at the beginning and the end of the movie. And that's that right. What was the because at the end, even when they showed O'Dog getting arrested, it was because of the tape, and it was the tape that was the thing that was ultimately. It would have been Kane's downfall as well because um, of circle, you know, because Kane pistol whipped Chauncey, who in turn sent the, sent the tape, which was Chauncey's downfall as well as O Dog's downfall, and it was all and it all came back to the tape. But it also represented um, O Dog's just him not caring, yeah, him, him just. His reckless abandon towards oh. the whole circumstance, which, um, which ultimately ended up in, in the tragedy of the whole, uh, of the whole entire circumstance. So I, I, I just, I, I think that that is the best idea, and I think we, should, and not only that, if we we get extracted even further, that that is how menace propagated through the community in the law, you know, because people definitely saw it in the theater. But Menace as a tape was one of the staples of a movie collection throughout. Bro, you just locked it up. That's it. That's it because this is this is the VHS tape. I mean, then on you just added another layer, bro. Yes. Yeah. A VHS tape with a crack rock sitting on top of it. Oh, that's you know what the sad thing that was is, is we okay. is we can't the sad thing is is we can't really argue with Brittany about it about a crack rock being a, diff, a, a possible symbol because crack was definitely oh it was very cold. present <laughs> it was very present but that's the sad thing is that we can't yeah. really argue with her <laughs> I was just I was disappointed that it was going to be a valid recommendation of hers this time that's where I. <laughs> I mean, I held back from recommending it for Singing in the Rain because we all knew crack was all up and through that music. All right, all right, all right. So we're moving on, on to the recap on. now so, so because I, I so, see. So let's go to the yeah. recap. Let's go to the recap. <laughs> we're moving on. We're, because Brittany really <laughs> is uh, quite a frustration. But okay, so <laughs> recap of the movie. And listen, our so listeners, y'all know, we just, we're spoilers are a mug. I feel I feel like I'm obligated to say they're coming. But this is this is a recap podcast, a discussion. We go in deep. But since Janiyah is the last black person in America to have watched watch Minutes Society, we should be good with that. So the only person that was vulnerable was me in the whole world, in the masses. Got it. Right. And I've now out. seen it. So, let's, so, so let's the movie opens. <laughs> the movie opens with the main character Kane, who's played by Tyron Turner, and he's actually narrating the whole film. So the whole film, we hear his voice narrating. Um, so the movie opens with Kane and his friend O Dog, who's played by Lorenz Tate. They're in a convenience store in 1993, which is actually the same year the movie was released, and they were buying 40s. And the owners of the store, an Asian man and woman, uh, were following them around and making snide remarks. And O-Dog ends up completely overreacting and killing the couple 
uh, you know, and robbing the store. Um, they leave fingerprints everywhere. Yeah, no. But O-Dog at least has enough sense to get the videotape, okay, from the security camera. Unfortunately, he does not have enough sense to destroy the videotape. <laughs> and that does come back to bite them in the end, um, bite them in the butt later on. But you feel especially bad for Kane in this scene because he had nothing to do with the murders or the robbery. Okay. But again, he was present and his fingerprints were everywhere, just like O-Dogs. Okay. And we come to find out that this event actually happened at the beginning of the summer after Kane's senior year of high school. And we do get a flashback, though we get a very important flashback, where the movie gives us an opportunity to go back to, Ch to Kane's childhood and see how he made his way to this situation and to this lifestyle. And we learned that he grew up in, and frankly still lives in, Watts, which is a neighborhood in South, Ange South Los Angeles. His father, played by Samuel Jackson, was a drug dealer who routinely engaged in drug dealer exploits in front of Kane. okay? In fact, he killed people in front of his, his little son. He taught Kane how to mix and deal drugs. And he actually fed the drug addiction of Kane's mother, who was played by Candy Alexander. I love her, uh, even as drug, <laughs> a drug-riddled woman. I just love her. Um, so good. She's so good. Uh, but the father was feeding her addiction and physically abusing her. Um, we actually see a moment where Cain is just a little boy, maybe like four or five. You know, he comes out of his bedroom, uh, you know, in his home uh, one evening to a house full of drug dealers and users. And then he wanders uh, out into the back porch and he ends up, you know, hanging out there with the drug dealers, uh, the adults. And he asks for a sip of beer and someone gives him a sip. Then he handles a gun. It's just, you know, it's such an important flashback because what we get a sense of is that this is normal life for him. His everyday life, as all he's ever known, has been a life that has been full of drugs, violence, and um, that is his normal. And so then when we come back to current day, and again, we're in that he's just graduated from, you know, high school, it's that summer after, we find out that, of course, he has become a drug dealer, and his life uh, is similar to that of his parents in terms of regular violence and drugs and, and you know, poverty. We see him harassed by the police. We see him get introduced to the justice system. And over the years, his parents had, had died. They had passed away. And so he had actually been living with his grandparents. Now, they are a spiritual, loving couple, and they are doing the best they can to raise Cain. Um, but it does come to a point where, you know, they end up having to kick Cain out of the house, actually, that summer, because they just can't deal with his lifestyle anymore. It actually got so bad that there was a point at which their grandfather asked Cain and Odok, he said, do you care if you live or die? You know? And Cain um, said, I don't know. You know? And so you just get a sense that these these young people, they just have, they not, in addition to the fact they can't value the lives of others, they are just struggling to value their own lives. So Cain, for that reason, you know, having been kicked out uh, of his grandparents' house, but also for other reasons, has found himself at a major crossroads that summer. He can stay on the path he is on in Watts, where he has grown up, 
or he can move away. He actually has two opportunities to move away. One is with two of his friends who are moving to Kansas. One of those two, his friend uh, Stacy, actually has a college scholarship for football. And um, one named Sharif is actually just going along just to get away from their, their local circumstance and what. So he has that option to go with those two friends to Kansas. Um, and I should say that uh, the friend Sharif, his father is played by none other than Charles Dutton. Okay. And that character, that Sharif's rock. father, <laughs> that was rock. rock. And that character, Sharif's father, is actually like a, it's a former teacher of Kane's. And he's like a mentor figure in the community. And he is really encouraging Kane to go, go to Kansas. Okay. <laughs> he is saying, go get a fresh start. Um, you know, Sharif um, actually is quite committed to this play. Sharif has recently become a Muslim. He had left his 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 kind of um, his his life as a as a rabble rouser behind, and he's now been focused on healing and strengthening the Black community. And so he's been trying to encourage his friends to do the same. So we see that Sharif is on a positive path, and so Kane having an opportunity to go away to Kansas with Sharif as a viewer, you're like, good option, Kane. Uh, Kane's second option to leave town is with Ronnie, who's actually a character that's played by Jada Pinkett. She is a love interest and she's moving to Atlanta with her little son, um, with, um, with an aunt of hers. And that son was actually fathered by one of Kane's street mentors, Purnell, who's played by Glenn Plummer. I love me some Glenn Plummer. That's what you need to know. Um, so Purnell has been incarcerated for most of the child's life and he's, 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 he has life with no parole. Um, and so Kane has been like a father figure to that son. And the movie actually uses the character of that son, the little boy's name is Anthony, um, to show us how that cycle repeats. They actually do this amazing, um, you know, mechanism where we see the scene that I talked about earlier from, from Kane's childhood, um, you know, where he sips the beer and he, and he, he plays with the gun. Um, we see that scene recreated. Okay. Um, where now Kane is the one he is showing this little teeny little boys, four or five, how to handle a gun. Um, so anyway, eventually, uh, Kane does decide to leave with Ronnie and her son. And just as he is about to leave, and when I say just, they were packing up the car. He was almost This is why you got to when when just let this, this be a takeaway for all of us. Foot around, just pack the car. Do whatever it is you're doing oh, and move on. <laughs> he was literally about to leave with Ronnie, and um, you know, there is a drive-by. There is, um, and they are coming for Kane. Some girl in the neighborhood has said that she was pregnant by Kane. We never get a confirmation of whether or not it was true, but some girl says she was pregnant. Kane was like, that ain't my baby. And then the cousin of the girl confronts Kane about it. Kane like stomps him down. And so that cousin has come back to take Kane out. Okay. And he does a drive-by with his friends and oh gosh. Sharif, Sharif, the hope, the hope of this movie. Okay. The one who had been, um, you know, rallying his, all his, of them to stop doing what they're doing, but he oh. was at every party. I said, I love him. You know, but he was in transition in the best way. Mm -hmm. And Sharif gets killed in this drive-by, um, you know, and what's so amazing is that in that moment,
we realize that this entire movie has been Kane's life flashing before his eyes as he dies from gunshot wounds from that um, that drive-by. And, um, you know, his last thought is remembering the question his grandfather asked, do you care if you live or die? And right before his last heartbeat, he realizes the answer is yes. And um, mm -hmm. we also see that O-Dog, you know, of course he gets arrested in the aftermath of all of this. Um, and it's because that VHS tape had surfaced for the police. And, um, you know, so O-Dog lives, but his life is over. You know, he, they have re recorded evidence of um, him committing two murders. So his freedom is done. So we essentially see the actual end of Kane's life. And we see um, O-Dog going down a path that probably felt inevitable to him anyway. So that's how the, that's how the movie wraps. Bro, sis, I, I think those are the main points. As, you hit all of as them. always, amazing. You hit all of them. It just hurt. It hurts and, and again. It, and, just and talking it through, is, it hurts again. It's, it's, and the, it's, and a, the it's thing a, about hard that thing. is difficult to recap this movie is that every moment was important. Absolutely. In, in, in Thank you for so, saying that, bro. So, so it's it's difficult to recap it. Yes. In the sense of picking out an important moment important moments because every moment i mean every scene was poignant yes it was every single scene from the beginning to the end there is no wasted time Nothing. no wasted and as far as movies go to me it's um it, to me it's one of the most perfect movies i've i've ever seen you know just in the context of just my experience of life I you know I've seen this movie probably 30 plus times you know like I, I, I don't I don't know how I don't know how I don't know how you've done that 30 times I guess it's just, it's just, I've watched it like it, twice and I'm like oh that's enough like well, it, it, for so me heavy. it's just it's just it's so heavy and, and I and I don't want to I, I really want to hear Janai's thoughts, but I'm just saying for me, it um really. Oh, you don't uh, want to hear my thoughts? I got. Thoughts. Well, I definitely want to hear your thoughts, but <laughs> I'm curious to hear Janai. As it, this is the first. That was time, my first time watching it. Minutes, and I'm just so curious to hear. You know, somebody who it's their first time watching it in 2021. I, I'm just, I'm just so interested in hearing that. But Listen. for me, um. The thing about th that's interesting about Menace is it just so perfectly uh, encapsulates the dichotomy of the experience of being a young black man mm. and, and especially growing up in that time. And, and why I say that is this, this shows you, unfortunately, like the tragedy and the hopelessness of this seemingly unbreakable cycle of the time. But what's also crazy about it is how people who were not in the cycle, like myself, people who did not grow up in this, who may be adjacent enough to see things that were going on, you know, uh, within within my circle, even though I wasn't in, in these types of things. But it also showed how we still idolize on a certain level. 
Mm. Because um, the, 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 the fact of the matter is that Menace to Society soundtrack is one of my favorite collections of music of all times. And just hearing, uh, even back then I was a uh, staunch, you know, East Coast rock fan. And that soundtrack is largely West Coast based, obviously, because of, of where the movie uh, is where the movie yeah, is. Yeah, LA, yeah. Of where the movie is based. And, and uh, that MCA- uh, Who was I in it? Who was in it? Was also in it. MCA, Too Short, Yo-Yo. Those were all actual rappers that had small parts in the movie. In in the movie, and his his part one, he was a, a it was he was a, he was a major character in, in that movie. But but the point I'm trying to make is is that it's also interesting that this movie was really trying to show, or it showed, not trying, it showed the tragedy and the hopelessness of this circumstance. But at the same time, the way that the um, characters idolized these drug dealers and and people who were bucking the system on some level, even though we can recognize what the movie was trying to say, we still Mm. subconsciously or consciously idolized these characters on a certain level, just like when um, what, another movie that we should do at some point is Scarface. You know what? Mm, mm-hmm. I put on the list. Yeah. Every, everybody loves Scarface, but Scarface dies at the end. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, how do you idolize this guy as the character where he dies at the end? And I'm just saying, I, I feel like on so many levels, men is just grabbed all of these crazy mentalities mm. and put it forefront for us to be able to to see so so like i said i'm not, I'm not gonna talk a lot about but i just what i'm so curious to hear jediah your thoughts seeing this for the first time in 2021 bro i just appreciate you naming that dichotomy because um uh, you know i was wondering about why they would have that roman numeral two in the title you know, and bro, that could be part of it. You know, another idea that actually James had was that it is about Kane and O-Dog because there was two of them that were like the menaces, our primary menaces to society. You know, did y'all think about that at all? Like, why would they use a Roman numeral? I never, I, it's so, I've, I've never, I've never thought about it. I, I, um, obviously, uh, when you're talking about the genre of the movie and that there's uh, along with rap and hip hop and gangster, there's a lot of, uh, you know, tagging and graffiti and stuff like that that goes along with it. And so a lot of times th- those types of symbols are just for the visual effect. Yeah, maybe it is. Put, put in there, but you know, it, but at the same time, art is for the person who's viewing it. So. Mm-hmm. I don't think that um, taking away, even if that wasn't the original intent, I think adding different layers, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And I I will tell you, I thought about recommending it as a symbol, the Roman numeral two, but there was something to me. Yeah, that was, (laughs) but bro, I couldn't, I couldn't get to the kind of explanation you just came to. 
you know, but bro, I mean, I just really, I love that. I love that, you know? Well, to answer your question, like I, so I have lived in shame for so long. Because I took so long to see this movie. This is one of those movies where it's like, how but are me you? Me and Brittany have always loved you. We haven't said <laughs> about it. We've, all, we've always loved you through it all. You know, many people for many reasons have told me that my black card has been in a precarious state. People have said it for years. But this what was one of the say? reasons why. <laughs> this is one of those reasons where I, I always felt like, yeah, that's whack. Why haven't I seen this movie? So, and there's so many movies, but this one in particular. So, I will say part of the reason I never saw it. Well, part of it is that I think I just missed it. I don't, I still don't know how I just missed all of this stuff while it was happening when we were growing up. But I think the other thing about it is like, I just struggle with the imagery of like, and it's a reality and I know it, but it makes, I get so angry when I think about the presence of drugs and guns in the black community. And I just, I carry that anger with me. It's so raw all the time that um, when I watch these kinds of movies, um, I, I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm always just worried. Like, am I going to walk away having had an experience that helps me productively to process all of this? Or is it just going to be one of those situations where we're just seeing black men get shot, black dead bodies in the streets, drugs amok, without having a meaningful and productive mm-hmm. conversation. I, right. I I struggle with, you know, sometimes the imagery that just almost to me kind of worships this part, this this very real aspect of of of, of who we are as, as black Americans. But um, I got to tell you, I thought this movie was a very productive emotional experience for me I have to say I thought that it was like gosh I had such an opportunity to um understand this community and to understand um you know and and just some of the writing some of the dialogue there was a point where um Again, the grandfather in his futile, like trying to get these young men to like value your lives. And he's like using religion, um, saying, this is not the plan that God has for you. Oh, and there's this scene where O-Dog and Kane are talking to the grandfather. And listen, we got like the the white Jesus above the couch in the Last Supper, you know, um, and, the, and the, the grandfather's just like trying to minister to them. And O-Dog says, you know, I just don't think, actually, I think I might've made a note about it. Odok says, essentially, he's like, God must not care too much about, oh, he said, I don't think God really cares too much about us or he wouldn't have put us here. I mean, look where we stay at. It's all fucked up. It's messed up around here, you know? And so there were just so many opportunities for us to understand that people, this, this, these, the, these characters weren't just having these experiences. They were grappling with, um, you know, the why. They were grappling with the why. And they were um, constantly asking questions about, is it is it even possible to thrive? Or are we out here just to survive? You know, how can we value life when this is the life that we've been given? Everything around us is saying life isn't valuable. So when you say life is valuable, how am I supposed to to process that. So I would just say, like, if I were to just summarize my overall reaction, I was grateful 
for the way this movie was written. And I was grateful for the way that it was portrayed because there was so much depth. And, and, and as much as it is like that story of you disrespected me, so now I got to kill you. Oh, someone killed or disrespected my homie, so now I got to kill or disrespect you. Oh, someone killed or disrespected my homie, so now I got to get... Like that vicious cycle was just playing out in generations and over generations. But at the same time, we were watching the characters struggle with why it was happening. And that's what I needed, bro. So I got to say, I, I had a much better experience in watching it than I thought I would. And I would watch it again. I really would. I could see how you could watch this movie 30 times because I just thought they did such a good job of like giving us well-rounded characters, you know? And sis, this was your second time seeing well, well, it. Well, I actually, I, I did want to ask Brittany because Brittany has, um, the way she described her experience with the movie, I think a lot of people have had in the sense that she said that uh, when I was asking her about it, she said, you know, I've seen it. I've seen it on BET. I, I've seen it. Which um, is going to be an edited version, right? Like if you version. see it on TV, it's not going to be. Right. right. But I've seen it, uh, you know, it, but I've seen like parts of it a lot, which translates into seeing the movie several times. Actually, if you've seen, you know, I've seen the middle five times and the beginning five times, and, <laughs> and, you know, five times. So if we put it all together, I've seen it, uh, you know, a bu- several times actually. But in watching it all the way through unedited, I was just curious, did that change your view or, um, experience of 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 this this movie well i will tell you that i'm i mean we always know that my mind goes past whatever we're watching right (laughs) makes it hard to watch the movie when i start thinking about other stuff um so i mean it was it was good to watch it um and to watch it the whole way through but it was also hard because these neighborhoods still exist. They are, and then many of them may not exist because of right now gentrification. So they're just being ran over. They're being demolished and then built, something else is being built in its place. Um, and so watching it, I just was thinking of other things. I was thinking of how in the movie, the retaliation it's so important, but it was started off from a young lady saying she was pregnant by this individual, by, by Kane, but she was also known to be someone who, you know, was having a, a, a few hot girl summers. And so <laughs> it becomes a Which question. I, of, I would love to talk about that too, about the reputation of young girls, but please right. contain your point, sis. I but, just want to put a pin right. in that. Whether whether it was true or not, the part of it became that her cousin, it was no longer about this unborn child. It was about his pride mm. and it was about yeah. feeling disrespected. Mm. And it makes me wonder how how often are we just doing things out of, it's my, oh, we ain't gonna diss me in front of everybody. So Brittany, you yeah, look, look, up. <laughs> look and I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but you just hit such a big. You hit big, three points big, that big I just wish we could talk an hour for each one. 
I, you know, it's so crazy because because the thing about it is when you look at the mentality of the cousin, I mean, of of the cousin of the, the girl. You know, if you well, side note, name, the one that played the cousin, I I feel bad for him because he's never played anybody that is very nice in any movie. Every movie he needs to be a whooping. He needs a whooping and to go to jail. Every movie he's we can just call. Let's just say the guy that ended up killing Kane. Let's just call him that. The the guy, the guy who ended up killing Kane. When you look at, I feel like his mentality, and and just like Brittany said, first of all, first of all, he's the one who came to Kane and in this way, and he didn't come to him. He was the cousin of the woman that Kane supposedly impregnated now i'm gonna tell you this i don't i don't think okay her name her name her that her her name was lena or elena and elena and then elena's cousin actually it's listed as elena's cousin yes it is i mean i mean he um Kane actually said his name in 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 his last thought i can't remember but but i can't i can't remember but anyway I'm, i'm about to find him right now but but the point the point I'm trying to make is is that first of all he didn't go to have a productive conversation Mm-mm. with Kate about this he went in, in a very combative way that could only have a response of Kane either looking weak or responding in force which again pushed him in this situation where he his real asked, name is Samuel Monroe Jr. Right, but if if you can find I'm sure his name is somewhere because yeah. he said his name in the movie. I'm about to look him but, up. But 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 anyway, so but he approached Kane in a way that Kane couldn't even he had to respond. He's in this situation where he can't look weak. You've 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 approached me in front of my neighborhood. I can't just not respond. So I either gotta look weak or I have to respond with force, which which is really the only um um uh, a response that he he really could do in this situation, but it's crazy because I don't believe Kane impregnated her. I, I don't either. That. Yeah. So 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 that wasn't the even the situation. But the crazy part about it is is even if the cousin believed it, his response it didn't just like Brittany said, no longer even became about having a father for this unborn child. And when he was going to do the drive-by, he's talking to a leader like, I'm going to go handle this guy for you. How in your brain? Alina was like, wait, what? No, but 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 Alina knew. What what did she expect to happen? What did she expect to also, happen? Which is also the, just showing all these crazy mentalities of you reporting Kane to your cousin who you know is only going to respond in a certain way. Can't because going to Kane, which he knows is only going to respond in a certain way. Kane responding to the cousin, which he knew he even said, I knew I was going to have to encounter him again, but I didn't think he was going to come back like this. This blasting like you what? know, th- th- this soon and in this over response and the cousin. No, just like Brittany said, this is not even about the child anymore. No, responding because the the child is going to be fatherless. Now the child's going to be fatherless, 
And, we're gonna and guess what? He's going to end up being uncle-less or cousin, uh, second cousin-less too. Because you know that Kane and O-Dog's people are now going to go after him. So now, yeah. now Alina's cousin going to be dead. Yeah. You know, or, or you know, it's just, it, there was just, it, bro, and there's it something a, you said. It's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Bro, you said, though, that he had no choice. He had no choice but to sit there and either, you know, fight or like he, I, I, I think about, let's just say that someone had come to Sharif and said, hey, my cousin is pregnant by you <laughs> and I'm Sharif frustrated was, with you about that, right? Sharif wasn't but, in the game. I, I, bro, I, I, that's actually a really interesting point. I don't think any of them were in gangs they never said gang names i think they I were just the game. oh the yeah. game okay but sharif had previously been in the game but he wasn't in the game he wasn't I in the game moment. but i i appreciate what you're saying bro the general point is though that you do have a choice you do have a choice and um you know here, here, here's 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 the thing though in this game looking weak can mean your death so, so it's 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 like it's like yes, he has a choice, but if you're this is the neighborhood that he deals in. Mm. This is the neighborhood that he has you're right. to maintain. You're right. So there are people watching, and if somebody sees him back down from somebody approaching you in your own hood, but bro, doesn't he have? an opportunity to show a level of restraint. He could have really not backed down, held the line and beat him up or something without beating him and stomping him as bad as he did. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that I'm saying that there, there all of this lives on the spectrum. And well, see, if you're, you're speaking from a rationale that that's not in that part of the mindset when when individuals are in this type of environment like yeah Sharif is there but you even see how they treat Sharif and Ronnie and and it is um it's almost like when a parent is like I don't want you to do the same thing as me like do as I say and not as I do and so you have you always see these even in these type of movies where the hood is like there's yes. a couple people we're going to protect. Out, get out of here. And me. let them, that's right. And, and I'm going to protect you at all costs. So I'm not going to let you do this. I'm going to make sure you're going to Kansas. I'm, I'm going to, you know, because even when Sharif and Kane got shot, you really see O-Dog grieving Sharif first. You see O-Dog like, like I, like you, you were getting out he of wasn't here. in the game. He wasn't he in the game. And look, and look though, at that, okay. and, and that part right there. I'm just saying that part right there. I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't, but I'm just saying that part, just like Brittany said, he wasn't even, he wasn't even in the game. And I just wanted to punctuate that point because this movie wasn't a movie that had this had a realistic ending. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause, cause, uh, like most, uh, most, most, most mm. movies, 
Because even boys, he would have got in the car in in the van and drove away. (laughs) Just in time. Look, look, somebody would have some like boys in the hood, which is a I think a very realistic depiction. But at the end, uh, you know, we had them making it to Atlanta to college. Making it to college. You know, they they the, the innocent people actually kind of made it out. But that's not how it always happens. And what I'm saying is because of this questionable circumstance at best of this girl saying that Kane got her pregnant, not only did Kane get shot, which Kane was in the game, we also see Sharif, who's not only not in the game, but has been actively trying to pull people out. Out of the game. And can I just say, I I was so, and this this tells you how sad, I was so happy Anthony, the little boy, did not die in that scene. That Jada Pinkett's character, that Ronnie, was going to get to leave with his mom. Now, Ronnie, to me, um, I'm sorry, Anthony, it's so interesting. I, I have spent some time thinking about how he will process that moment going on, going down the line. Is he going to idolize Kane and because he protected him? Um, is he going to hold a, a anger in his heart about, um, cause I'm sure that that, that retaliation mindset, he's already been exposed to that, you know, um, or is he going to hear what Ronnie is inevitably, inevitably going to be messaging to him? That's a path you don't want to go down, you know, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day. I heard a Minister Society 2 trailer in my head. Minister Society 2. <laughs> Anthony goes to avenge Kane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is ministry. 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 There's another menace. I'm, I'm, over, I'm over Anthony <laughs> down in Atlanta living his best life in his own business. Totally. He done graduated from Morehouse. He owns a business. And I got him like. Brittany got him with a machine gun back in LA. You know what, though? It seemed like, you know, we should talk about Pernell also, who was Anthony's father, who was injured. We never got the specifics of what. You were a thug and your name was Pernell. That's number one. <laughs> That's why he was a he, His he mama did, didn't his, give him a chance. Whatever he did, though, his name still rings out, boy. Yeah, totally. He's Omar, he's Omar. <laughs> and so he's there, life without parole, and um, you know, and we see that now that he's on the inside, that he is having a little bit of a change of heart. He is now starting to see how a lot bit, a lot bit change of heart and he is he he now can see clearly how how futile all of this all of this was you know now that just like king is too late again too late you locked up for life think about little anthony anthony like his actual father is locked up for life 
the person that was his father figure died in front of him. Okay. Protecting him. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a lot for Anthony now to have to process in his life at his, at his tender young age of four or five. He'll, he'll never be able to ride a big wheel again. That's for sure. Okay. Oh, well, there's something I did want to bring up before we get too far away from it, which is the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. uh, that starts off the whole thing, which what's his name uh, that sold the, that sent the movie to the police officers? Dante. <laughs> Thank you. Snitches get stitches. Okay. I was like, who does that? You live in the hood, but you're not even going by hood code anyway. But the question becomes then what is hood code? But whatever, that's another conversation for another day. And so uh, the beginning of that movie, the movie came out in 93, mm-hmm. but in 1991, there was the killing in real life of Latasha Harlins in Los Angeles. Um, and so by a Chinese store owner. And I wonder, I don't know, right? Cause I didn't do any of that like research, but was the, were the directors and the writers of the show, I can't, the, the something brothers, were they the thinking, thank you, the Hughes brothers, were they being reminiscent <laughs> of, <laughs> I knew they was related. Uh, were they being reminiscent of, what happened in this case because the riots that happened were in 1992 coming off the back of Rodney King, this Latasha Harlan situation, like all of that was happening. Well, they, so, they, um, I'm, sh- I'm sure it was they, informed they, they by pulled, the times and the reality. They, yeah, they pulled, they pulled for, cause even in the beginning of the movie, they were showing the riots in the sixties. So all, all of, Everything in this movie was pulled from real life experience. Mm. Absolutely, it was all all, sure. And when you and when you're also watching, and I just love how they showed the parallels and even showed them trying to break the cycle. So, for example, when you got uh, the beginning, when Kane was given his first drink, and when Kane saw his father shooting uh the other guy shooting the guy over over him owing him some money and came being showed um uh being put in this place where the mother wasn't even trying to keep him away from the drugs because she herself was a drug addict and then we see anthony going through these same circumstances of um okay when it was a time for him to get his first drink kane actually stopped it but when it came time for Kane to show him how to use the gun, he did get, he did show Anthony how to use the gun, just like he was shown how to use the gun mm. when he was when he was younger. But Kane got to see his father shoot somebody, but Anthony saw Kane pistol whip Chauncey. So uh, Anthony saw his, you know, father figure in a violent act absolutely against, against someone um anthony didn't see his anthony got uh kane saw his father uh eventually shot what well, i don't know if he saw him but his father was eventually shot and killed yeah. mm-hmm. and even as much as ronnie 
was trying so hard to pull uh, Anthony out of this situation. She still wasn't able to uh, have him escape seeing that exact same thing. Mm. And, uh, and the foreshadowing of him asking, is Kane going to die? And she's saying, no. Um, I truly believe that it's left for our interpretation that I think that Ronnie ended up getting out and that it's going to, that she ended up being okay. But the thing I love about the movie is it left that to our interpretation because realistically, yes, I could think of it that way, but honestly, I could see Britney's uh, a sequel too, because the thing is, is that she told Anthony that Kane wasn't going to die, but Kane died. So how did that impact even uh, him seeing the word of of what she says, you know, like like yeah, we don't know we don't know what kind of neighborhood they were moving to in Atlanta. We don't know how far from the cycle are they actually getting. Wherever you go, there you are. You know, I mean, I, we 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 created a scenario because we knew she was going to have meaningful income. We know we know her philosophy was get away from this. And so we were sure that she was going to try her best to, to, to remove her son from that situation. But we don't know how successful she would ultimately be at doing that. We and just thought we didn't some, have enough information. Some of the, but the, but to make sure I just wanted to finish that one point was that some of the parallels between the Latasha Harlan story in the movie, she was shot over a drink. And in the movie, they were, the argument was about get these 40s and get out. Like this was, you know, just this walking around the store, all these different things, which so many people, Black people can have a conversation about because majority of us have been there. Like, you know, just that conversation. Um, but this, this, is, this is part of the reason why everything that everyone is saying is part of the reason why for me, I could not watch this movie more than once or twice or even, or more than several clips at a time. Because for me, it is heavy. And I cannot continue to watch this over and over again, because it is, it becomes a situation where it's like, I don't, I don't want to see this all the time. I don't want to see this often. Um, and even you can turn on show television stations like BET and see these movies all the time because they are deemed classics. They are deemed all these things. They're important. In the black community. Mm -hmm. They're important. But the question then becomes how, where is the narrative of the other things that are coming out that we're completely showing all the time? Like where, what else are we? And that's why the other stories are so important as well. Because I can't imagine watching this all the time. But then this is some people's lives every day. But even just where it comes from, even where it starts, oh dog, why are you so angry? And what you has know, happened and, and in it's, your life that has caused you to be this type of person. To, to, it's to interesting that you said anger because it's like it's killer. like is it ang I mean part I'm not gonna say it isn't anger, but I I was I was 
kind of summarizing it in my mind as a disregard for 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 life you know part i mean it it plays out in these moments of of like um you know ego you know and 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 i'm angry now because you've threatened my ego and you've hurt my pride so i'm going to kill you or fight you or get my friends we're going to come get you and um but i have really just thought of it as gosh it really comes down to not valuing your own life in a way that you would minimize harm to yourself uh, and the possibility for harm. And then it's like a, 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 a low value of life, you know, for others. It's like, you, it's just, it's almost- it goes, it goes back to what you were talking about before. It's that, it, because you, you, you actually named it before because you're born into this circumstance where it's like, where am I supposed to find the value? Hey, right, right. You know, like where, where, where do, where do, what? where am I supposed to find? It? And the reason why I, I just feel like this movie, as just as a piece of art, I feel like it illustrates it better than pretty much anything I, I've seen. Yeah, it, it, it just um, even I, I will say this from a narrative perspective. The only I've always felt like this movie was flawless, but um, there is one part in the beginning that I, I don't think the store owner would have popped off his lip like that. And it, it never, I never thought of it until this last time I watched it. But I think the store owner owning a, owning a store in the hood, them following him around, I believe all of that. You know, like, is that? I, that's actually happened to me uh, before, you know, getting followed around the store and, you know, the, the hurry up and buy or all that kind of stuff. But I don't know that he, because he's in the hood, I don't know if that store owner would have said, I'm sorry for your mother. See, again, I, that goes back to even the Latasha Harlan story, because well, that I, is what was happening. She was popping off on her, seeing her put an orange juice in her bag that Latasha was about to put the money down for. And that is where the argument happened. So it is a, but that comes to an even deeper issue of these individuals are, that are allowed to come into our community and establish stores. Yeah, let's talk about the, um, the, the way that non-Black people participated in the story. You know, we have, of course, the Asian store owners, okay? And we've talked about how they participated in the story. We had white cops who um, roughed up uh, Kane and- Kane and O'Dog. Kane for and no O'Dog. Reason. For no mm -hmm. reason whatsoever. The no white cops, just to intimidate, you know? And then we saw the white cops dump Kane and O'Dog after they beat them up in- an area yeah, that was not a black mm -hmm. area. It was in an area where there were Latinx people, okay, who were in a similar set of vicious cycles, obviously, mm -hmm. okay. And then we had a moment of like, oh boy, what's going to happen? And what were the co what were the cops hoping to accomplish by dropping these black men beat up into this Latinx community, um, actually right in front of people who you know were were kind of like hanging out on the street, you know. And um, we actually saw those Latinx guys take them to the hospital. Okay, there, there were a lot of ways they could have reacted and they could have left them there and did nothing. They took them to the hospital. Um, we also saw a 
white man who was hiring Chauncey and his Mm -hmm. colleagues to go and steal cars and and participate in insurance fraud, you know. So anyway, so I I wanted to just get you all's thoughts on um, we've talked about the Asian couple. And again, it's like these these communities that are just so clearly from a dollars and cents perspective targeting and profiting off of the black community you know we've talked about that but these there were there were other places where they had just so strategic like inclusion of non-black characters to kind of show how these groups are participating this is why i can't watch in our community a bunch of times because it makes me angry just thinking about it like i'm seething right now and you can't see it because let me talk aubrey because i'm getting mad because it it, it, it pisses me off the fact that you can come into our communities do all these different things hire people to come steal your car because you can do insurance fraud but then hold your purse clutch your pearls how dare you Come and put your store, your liquor store, your hair store, all these different things in my community and they have the nerve to follow me around. Go somewhere else then. Because see, that pisses me off. Mm-hmm. You want to come and just pick up two innocent people, they ain't doing nothing but riding around in a nice car, you going to beat them up and then put them somewhere because you know they're going to get killed? Or you what? hope they will. It's, you it's, hope they will. You want them to get killed. What? It's... um. It, I it mean, the, 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 mentali- the mentality of uh, Black people has been through so much. Mm. Uh, I mean, obviously. And Man. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a conversation that would, I mean, like, there's no way we could, we could, what we're, what we're watching, what we're watching in a movie like this is the end result or uh, uh, of so many centuries of mm. um, psychological warfare that, mm. I, I mean, there's just so many things that we would have to talk about to, to even- It's so deep. It, it, to, to even explain. So this is more, and this is another thing that I love about the movie. It's just a snapshot of a moment in time. It That's doesn't- it. It's one it summer. Doesn't over, it doesn't over, it doesn't try to, explain everything it just shows you this is what happened in this moment in time and i see all of the symptoms of yes this store is here this store is here this store is not a black owned store in a black neighborhood and yes there are so many things we could talk about that of why it got to this point but it's just showing you what here happens we are. now that we're in here this we are. and that Yes, there are so many things that led up to, um, there could be a whole nother movie about why the cops have the mentality they have. Mm. And, and what, you know, where this person, Listen. how they grew up, like there could be a whole nother uh, a movie just about that leading up to and why police as a cops, concept. Police as a concept. That's like what why I'm saying. Or, that, or, that construct and, and its, its relationship and even, too. And even how the even so, how so. the police mm. are structured in the sense of how the police are are more an authoritarian presence rather than a, a helpful presence. Uh, yeah. Well, well, I would say a community-led per, uh, presence in the sense of it should be the community telling the police, this is how we want to be policed. 
rather than the police being an occupying force and how you know how that all came together or mm-hmm. the fact of where the drugs even came from that's a whole other uh, set of circumstances i cannot that, wait for that, that, we got we got to get on that, that topic at some point that that we could get into so yeah that, so so what, what i'm we need a whole episode point, on that y'all the point i'm trying to make is is that i just love how this movie just showed you the symptoms of all of these things and it, what it does is it creates conversations where you could go explore all of these themes further, but it does it in such an impactful way that I think that I think that even though we talked about the the dichotomy, of, because look, there were everybody loved Odog, you know, like like if I'm being honest, we relate to him, we know everybody, him. Everybody, everybody loved Odog in that, um, and even being people who were not in this circumstance at all the way i dressed the music i listened to were all reminiscent of these types of characters and it's i think just, it's important to name in your point bro that these were high school students in this movie oh these I mean, were not that, grown adults these, are teens. these were teens these were they weren't kane had just turned 18. o-dog was still a minor he like, was these still a minor these are, and, and, to and just so toxic I mean, that young, like well, but well, the thing is, is and, that, and we didn't this, see none of these people's parents. We didn't see none of these people's parents. Well, which, well but you, but you know what's funny? You know what's funny is that's how it was. That's how it was because there are plenty of people that I knew personally who their parents were just not a present in 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 what you know in the day to day like if you knew us you knew our parents you know what i mean like it, it wasn't absolutely it, it wasn't it wasn't like that and um i, I just i just feel like grabbing because if you asked me at the time were these mentalities wrong i would have said yes but i still had a minister society you know, tape in my Walkman. I still was, I still had a flannel shirt on like O-Dog. I still had Dickie Pants and uh, Timberland boots. Like, and, and, and you know, and, and, and one thing that is so important and, and bro, I just love the way you named it. Like there, there are so many things that created the complexities that <gasps> these young men were dealing with. But at the end of the day, they were, dealing with them they just were it's like we, it doesn't like however we got here however we we're got here, there we're here we're here and i, I, I and just made gotta me, navigate it the way i can and Brittany, Brittany's uh raw anger and thank you <laughs> Brittany, i mean I, I we're all feeling it sis i thank you for naming it um but you reminded me sis and then what you just shared bro reminded me of um something that um sharif's father the charles dutton character said he was just, again, counseling these young men to start to think differently. He's trying to encourage Cain to get out of here because your only way to have a chance of not repeating this vicious cycle is to physically leave this place, try try a different life on for size. And one of the things he said was he was talking about and he was summarizing all of these systems um, that are broken 
and 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 you're sitting here right here where they all converge all the broken systems and the ones that were intentionally designed to take you out break you down marginalize you and he summarizes all of it by saying to the young men the hunt is on and you are the prey mm. I said, well, drop the mic, Charles Dutton's character, because, yes, the hunt is on. I mean, at the end of the day, day, y'all, it's like it doesn't all of this. We could we can and we should and we do parse the wise. We must parse the wise. But at the end of the day, there are people who are living in this circumstance. These characters are in this circumstance and they do have to just. And another thing he said in that that in that um, monologue he said just survive he didn't even say go thrive somewhere he said just survive my challenge to you is to survive is what he was saying to them so um and i wanted to say Britt, you were just um talking about uh real life being mirrored in this movie charles dutton's story is do y'all know charles dutton's life story listen charles dutton had been incarcerated for a, a long time he discovered acting while he was incarcerated and um he was i think it was like he was 16 years old when he had pleaded guilty to manslaughter you know and um there was a point where he was uh, like out on parole um and they took him back in again because he got ca- caught possessing a gun um and he got more time you know, he had ultimately done, and he says this, you know, he did three years in jail for killing a black man, uh, but he ends up doing like eight years in jail for, for, for punching like um, a guard in prison. So do you see just, just fighting with a white man, he ended up getting eight years of time, killed a black man as a minor and got three years. So anyway, so Charles Dutton as a man, was bringing to this character and to this story of, of, of survive, young man. Survive, young man. He's bringing into that character his own story of surviving, you know. And so I was so happy that he was cast, first of all, because he's just amazing. But second of all, because he was hopefully, I mean, we're, we're hoping that Anthony turns it around, gets out the cycle. But it was evidence that it doesn't matter you're the prey. You are. Everything is coming for you. But if if you have an opportunity to turn it around, take it. You got to. You got to because and, think, and that it's possible. It is possible to turn around. Charles Dutton's life is evidence of that. You know. So Charles Dutton, the man. I actually would love to hear him reflect on preparing for that role, that being that can, particular can I, character. Can I ask something? Was it based on what you're talking about right now? I, I just want to uh, piggyback off of that. There are so many actors oh. in this movie who ended up having notable careers. Yes, indeed. Except for Ty, uh, Tyron Turner, which is interesting to me because this movie, especially in our community, is part of the fabric. Like, I, yep. there are so many quotable like my friends and I quote this movie till this day <laughs> like there's so many and there's so many big careers that think about when you said the movie was uh three and a half million dollars the whole budget where many of these actors 
command more than that for their salary. Absolutely. Now, for, for their individual parts. And I just wonder why, you know, the main lead, like, why didn't his career take off? I've never uh, researched it. They probably kept picturing him with all that blood coming out of his mouth. All right. Well, you know, once again, it looks gross. Uh, Brittany's uh, uh, Brittany, semi uh, so gross. Once again, it was so gross. A book, a book of a flight. It was so gross. But bro, I thank you for I naming said, listen, like Hughes brothers. You, if this is what it looks like, I, I don't want to see it. Y'all, in real what, life ever. On, oh, bro, I am so happy you named the casting, bro, because there were a couple of people here. We got to just say their names, okay? So James Pickens, who got killed by Samuel Jackson in the movie. Look, y'all, yes. think about him thank on you. Grey's Anatomy That's his now. Name. Yeah. Also, yes, I could from, not remember his name. <laughs> also, from Martin, Brother Man from the Fifth Floor, Reginald Ballard, he was in there. Okay. And then um, Brittany from your Lorenz favorite movie. Tate. Definitely Lorenz Tate. But Britt from your favorite movie, BAP. Did you did you notice he was in there? Yes. Okay. His name is Anthony Johnson, the guy from BAP. Anyway, the there short, were just so many. One, yeah. and, and, I then, to... and then, you know, of course, Lorenz Tate. Come Jada on. Pinkett. Jada Pinkett. All those Samuel names. Jackson. Those are the ones we already we know named. those ones. Y'all, did y'all know? And actually, I'm just going to pose it as a question instead of, like, actually just, like, answering it as I pose the question. <laughs> Do you know who was originally intended to play Sharice? I don't. Oh, uh, Tupac. Tupac! Right? Yes. I didn't know that. And it didn't work out because Tupac didn't want the character to be solely a positive. Right. He didn't want it to be a solely positive influence. He wanted the character to also have a violent streak. He didn't want the character to be fully redemptive. And so that's actually why he ended up falling out with the directors of the movie and not being in the movie. But Tupac would have been a part of this cast and he would have played that character, Sharif, um, who, again frankly, was our heart in this movie. It just in terms of we were holding on to him as um, someone we thought, you know, was, that we thought he was going to make it out. Well, the other thing on the casting, y'all, um, Jada Pinkett. So, bro, you were talking about this movie being perfect. And y'all, y'all know, I love Jada Pinkett. I swear as I do. But I was so confused by her in this movie, that character. I couldn't understand how she had a five-year-old son with Pernell and um, what I felt like she was too young or something. There was something in her dialogue where she was talking to, um, she was talking to Kane and she was referencing um, what Pernell was like before he got into the life. And it was like, how did you even know him? Before well, he well, got into the life, well, because listen. because you are basically Kane's age, and Pernell is at least ten years older, at least ten, 10 or twelve well, well, years I, older than Kane. I couldn't understand the the timing. Well, I'm gonna tell you, for me, I've always felt like um, Ronnie was maybe like three years older than Kane. Like I felt like she was like yeah, probably twenty. She was in college. Yeah, you know, like she had like, uh, okay. So, I felt so, like so, she 
But okay. But what? But what she I'm would saying have is, to be like 25 to make no. this. No, I, I, no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't think she needed to be that. Mm-mm. I felt, I felt like she might have got knocked up around 13, 14. Mm, okay. You know, 13, 14, okay. 15, around there, and that Purnell could easily be 22, 23, knocking up a 15 year old. Like, like I don't oh. feel like that okay. is. A, I, I don't feel like that's. You think about like, it. I feel like that I was actually a realistic depiction You're right. of, You're right. of, of the right. timelines that would go on. And there I, were and 22 like, year olds at my prom. And what, I, what, and what, and what, what I'm saying is, is that um, when we're talking about Ronnie being down, with, we didn't see her parents either. So no. for her to be he sure didn't. down as a 13 year old, we could, we are. We saw kids drinking at six, yes, five years old. Yes, so by did, the time bro. she's 13, she could have been a, down a grown of, woman. of the crew. And yeah. she just realized that, you know, once she got pregnant, she just wanted something different for her child. So that part of the story just made more sense to me than. And, and bro, I really appreciate you saying that because we did not see her family. And uh, except we heard about an aunt that was moving away, you know, but we didn't see her family. She was alone right. in the house. That's what I'm saying. With her son. But we also, and, and we started to talk about it earlier. We didn't really dig in. You know, this was a movie about black, black men, you know, and black boys. But there were also women characters that were Listen, so important I was in this movie. Literally about to ask that question, and like y'all. What did I think about the black women? I'll run. I'll run through a couple, but I would love to just get your thoughts and reactions. We have Ronnie, of course, as you just said. It looks like she is someone who, like Sharif, was turning it around. Okay, we had, um, you know, Kane's mom, who we didn't get to see her turn it around. You know, always we she was she died of an overdose, okay, and was a drug addict. We saw Kane's grandmother, who was definitely a force of like, get out the life, young men, okay? We saw there were some girls who were hanging out with with Kane and his contemporaries that were very much in the, you know, in it. Rockabye baby. They they were very rockabye baby. Um, (laughs) And we also saw um, Elena, who, you know, whether we'll never know was was it true did she actually was she actually a person that slept around or has she been assigned that you know you know we i will just say growing up there were a lot of girls that we just we thought that they were those chicks and i look back now many were but 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 some were not Okay. Some were not, but some were, so but, we don't know. But some were not, but we, we don't, don't know. know. Yeah, we don't, yeah. know. We don't know. So, there, so the, the movie did an amazing job of also, without a whole lot of dialogue, we didn't hear a lot from these women, except in so Ronnie, but their presence was real, and it, and it was enough for you to kind of understand how women were participating in all of this. What were you about to say about it, sis, about the women? Oh, I, it was just really just naming that they were there, but also looking at the complexity of Ronnie's character. At some point, she was in love with Pernell, mm-hmm. and they had this child. But her being devastated at the point of you—you you saw that I made life changes to make sure that I was providing for our child a better life. Why couldn't you do the same? Oof. You could see the hurt in that, and then her wanting Kane to be 
that person to say, listen, make these changes. Come with me to Atlanta. Let's build a life. Like, let's do this together because I know there's so much more for you. And so often you see that narrative from Black women that I see so much more for you. Let me show you. Let me be this. But you also, in the same breath, have the I'm pregnant, it's yours. Girl, y'all had sex like last week. How, and, and, what? Like, did you really get an EPT? I'm so, <laughs> wasn't and, it yesterday? And, and, and before, before you get off, and we got to wrap, we got to wrap, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to speak on what you said about the complexity of Jada, I mean, of, of Ronnie's character, because Ronnie was hell-bent on getting out, but it was also interesting because she was still hanging out with these people. And it, it's just like, and so that's how Sharif. it is. So was Sharif, it, because it's still your life. These are still it, your it's friends. So, it, it was so, you know, like she still had love for these people. Totally. But like, it's like, you still hang out with the dude who just was showing your son how to hold a gun. But that's just how it was. It was just, oh. But look, I know I, we okay, got to roll. Before, I, know before, I know we got to wrap, but there's one thing I do want to say to Charles Dutton's character. When he was speaking oh, to Sharif, I can't remember if it was before. I think it was before Ken came in. He called him out. He said, now, don't be- like basically, don't become one of those woke brothers. And then I see you walking around with a white woman. Yep, don't and go I to Kansas like, and bring back a white woman. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Said, okay, Hughes brothers. They well, didn't, I mean, waste, they I mean, didn't waste a line this, of dialogue. They didn't waste a line of dialogue oh. because this is something that happens often that many of many black men and black women become woke to the point where you have woke up out of our community all <laughs> together. You just, you woke up in another land. And so, but, and this is not like saying like, oh my God, don't do that. But it's just, even making that point, like, listen, don't you go forgetting about us. And Sharif being like, how could I forget about my sisters? Mm. You know, how could I forget about black women? And so I just wanted yeah, to make sure this, I named that because we talked about everything in this movie. If this movie <laughs> was, uh, if it, like, if this was the first episode of a miniseries, you know, like if this was the first episode of a six miniseries, like a six episode miniseries, to see, um, you know, Sharif and his father's relationship to get more depth there would have been very I mean, there, interesting. There was, you know, so many movies that could have, I mean, all the stories leading up to this Including Ministry Society Britney The action movies Anthony on his way from Atlanta <laughs> But y'all but, uh, we, didn't even, we didn't talk about Kane's name Okay, Kane is like I mean of all the names they could have picked This was like such a clearly Biblical name Do y'all know the story of Cain? Y'all in the Bible, Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel are Adam and Eve's first two sons. Okay, so this is like the third and fourth humans, according to the Bible, <laughs> right? And so um, Cain is the firstborn, and he was a farmer, and his brother Abel was, you know, a shepherd. Okay, and they they made sacrifices to God as you do. All right, um, but God favored. Abel sacrifices over Cain's sacrifices in the Bible story. And so Cain got jealous and he murdered Abel. And then God's punishment to Cain 
was he was condemned to wondering, condemned to a life of wondering. Well, I, I, I think... That that is that is wonderful, but I do the, think I do think Kane's nickname was just a, a from cocaine. That was that they mentioned that. Like, you know, they referred to him, they even called him cocaine a couple of times. Like Kane was coming from so I don't know if there was that. But his there, name but was Kane mo- first, and then his no, nickname was cocaine. No, his his I don't even his name is not Kane. That's not his given name? No, that's not his given name. Oh, well well that's now now that's complex. That cocaine what did his what did his mother call him? I what thought it was Kane. I thought Kane was his given no, name. No, everybody called him Kane, but it was but his mother was giving him a nickname of cocaine at that age. What? I guess it was one of her favorite things. I don't know. Um but brings me back that, to the top of the right that perspective. That, that, that would be Bro, honestly, I thought Kane was his given name. But I even if always, it was short, even if it was yeah. short for cocaine, the story. But that of, but the point I'm of, the point the point I'm trying to say is that would be interesting to to research. Like that that would be interesting to know if that was you know what I mean? Like like Yeah. You know, that would be, I mean, there's so much. Yeah, we, there's we so much. And, bro, you, you talked about the soundtrack a little bit. Um, is there any particular song or or, or a moment up from Menace. this? Straight up. I mean, the whole, about... the, the whole soundtrack, but Straight Up Menace, like, MCA was, was one of the what first ones that, that actually, Straight Up Menace was the, the title song or, or the song that was most popular that actually because a lot of times the soundtrack songs would actually explain the plot points of the movie and that and that's what uh and that's uh, performed up, by mc8 exactly and, and what i'm saying is, is that song <laughs> is because my sister's but, but yeah, but, something i'm really knowledgeable about but i'm just saying like <laughs> that <laughs> I, even I back, then, even back the then, the name even of back these then, songs. Even Don't back read then, them. even back then, the 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 interesting thing to me was is that how intellectually, I, I just recognized the dichotomy of myself. Yeah. Because I, I I just recognized that they the whole purpose of these movies were to to show this cycle, not to glorify it. Yeah. And at the same time, how much I enjoyed hearing this music. And then uh, MC8 came out with an album shortly after this, which was a gangster album in every sense of the word. And like in all of these songs, he would be talking about how he was in gun battles and got shot, was, <laughs> you know, taking people oh, with him and, and, and everything. And it's just like, man, you know what? It made me really um, do a lot of self-reflection of, what is it within us that, um, because if I'm being honest about the emotion, the emotion I feel when I hear this is getting high, get, you know. Get, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, and of course. And we've we, been socialized get, to be worshipful of it. Well, I, that that's the thing. I don't, there is socialization 
but there is also something innate in us of mm. of 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 just telling our story. The, the, well, well, what I was going to say is being the strongest, being the best, being there's something that's, oh, that that speaks to us about the being the one who Woo! is the, the leader Listen. of the pack and being the strongest of the pack and being willing Ooh. to die for whatever it is. But what is the line? What is the line? A strong black woman. Yeah, I mean, but this can't just walk around. If we were to uh, like write an academic paper about this movie, which I am sure has been done. Yes. Um, it is that hyper masculinity that is what's playing out. You know, it is, it is, you know, the, um, the, the retaliation that my pride has been hurt. I must, you know, I must even, you I'm know, avenging my scene. sister. I'm avenging my cousin's purity. There was a scene, there was a scene where Harold, <laughs> Kane's cousin, he's getting carjacked. And the I didn't car, ride that. Oh, the car we were trying to ride, up, so I didn't even want to go there. But the like, car drives up and they're like, I'm going to paraphrase, get out the car, guy. They didn't use the exact words. Like and hey, you. <laughs> Hey, you get on out that vehicle. Hey, I'm, going. You know, you know, I'm, that, taking, that, I'm taking that, that vehicle from you right now. Get out. But that, I but here's, here, here's the thing. That moment, but because of, because Harold, of how Harold, Harold, Harold said, Harold said, listen, get out the car, Kane. Because he basically said, listen, I'm not going to just hand this vehicle over. They're demanding it. They're not just going to get it. And so in that instant, the cousin Harold was choosing to fight for his pride, to show up in his pride. He felt that was more important than living, but than can, living. And he goes to pull out his gun, and of course, they kill him. They kill him. And, and the, 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 the interesting thing about that is... And the only person who stopped to, to, to in the moment, say this ain't right, was Sharif. Sharif. But, but, but what... what, what, what I did because this is a whole nother piece of the it conversation. So is. I know but, but, what, but, but what I want to say is, is that that's one of those moments that yes, people look at Harold as whatever. I went out, you know, he went out like whatever. But and they were on some level, people respect him for it. But what was also interesting is like Bill Bellamy, you know, who's also actor and stand up comedian at the time. He had this great bit. Where he said, where he was talking about that moment, and where he was talking about like, uh, if that was me, and they pulled out a gun, he was like, I would have been gangster all the way up until when they pulled out that gun, and then I would have jumped out and be like, it gets twenty miles to the gallon. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and so what? What I'm saying is, is that it's I always just love how it's like, yeah, there are certain points that glorify these hyper-masculine or whatever you want to call body moments, but they also name them so that people can recognize them that, hmm, yeah, no, I'm not dumb. doing that. Yeah, Go buy you another car, right? You saw so how easy it was for Kane so to get one from the man at the, at the auto place. Like, so that's what made the movie get so one. good, man. That's, <laughs> it was just like showing, like, yes, there are these parts that we glorify, but it was at the same time showing the craziness of it at the same time at the same time and that's why this movie is referenced all the time um and you know it continues to be so alive 
in the black community and in general. You know, and I think about some of those iconic lines that come from it. Like I think about in particular that Bill Duke scene. Bill Duke is, um, you know, he is a, uh, a detective, you know, and he's, he's part of the system or whatever. That's but another a black one. man in, this, in another, that system. Another big and he's sitting there, you know, trying to, trying to hem up Kane when Kane's been caught. He's trying to get Kane to I- admit to um, being a part of the murder of the Asian store owners. And he's like tripping them up, getting them caught in little, you know, making sure the story's inconsistent. And then Bill Duke goes, in that timeline. Yeah. Yep. You, you know, you know, oh, fucked yeah. up, don't you? You do. You know, <laughs> you know it. And so that's one of those people quote that all the time. Oh, and I oh, never oh, knew God. that was, I never knew this is where this came from. But anyway, bro, everything you just named and, and everything that we've talked about, this is why this movie continues to be so present it's just because they did such a good job of somehow tackling 50 different important topics without you feeling overwhelmed by the story or or feeling like anything was shortchanged yes you know the only shortchanging that's happening is us right now being out of time because we could talk about this for another hour easily I'm looking at my list of top-notch notes here. There's so many things we didn't get to. <laughs> and but, I know those notes are so top-notch. Oh, they I are. I mean, things. just in terms of notches, they're at the top. <laughs> but we don't have time to get to these things. Y'all, uh, do y'all have any closing thoughts? Um, you know, no. but I, and Brit, we didn't have time to talk about the soundtrack. Brittany pulled it up. Y'all, just the names of the soundtrack songs. Just, can they I, tell can the story. Can I save them? Do a couple, sis. We, we got to okay. wrap. Just a I couple. Just Run through really them fast. Okay. Niggas got no heart. Straight up menace. Hacking a gun. Top of the world. Only the strong survive. All over a hoe. All that was Elena's song. Gorillas and gangsters. You, you've been played. Lick them motherfuckers. But see, motherfuckers is not spelled the way you think it is. Death becomes you. Unconditional love. P is still free. Pocket Stop looking at me. Stop Pocket looking full of at stones. Me. Mm. Cut fuck with a nigga. Trigger got no heart. Oh my god. And even the now, names, I can't imagine listening even to the this names of the group. The there's whole a group, way through. There's a group called the Dangerous Crew. Like yes. like what? Like the cutthroats. You know, y'all, there's just it's so I'm much just happening. Saying, man, like, that, so that much. soundtrack. That's all track. So I mean, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite collections of music. Ms. Kilo. That's oh. one of the people. Yeah. Ms. It's, one of, my, it's one of my favorite collections of music. Like, okay, so, bro, are you recommending this soundtrack? I plan on listening to all of them songs. Janai, there's no way you can get through that soundtrack. I, I wish you could. Be, but uh, just to, in general. Well, you don't need to recommend. Everybody already has Ms. <laughs> Play it again. Y'all, yeah, we gotta yeah. rap. We gotta rap. Okay. Okay. So I mean, obviously, yes, it gets my videotape. It gets my VHS. It is a classic and will always be. And as a matter of fact, I already own this movie or digital. So, you know, yes, you should. Everybody should watch it. Buy it. Yeah, I yeah. would also give this movie my VHS tape. And y'all, I think about um, always think about. How do we bring along future generations um, of black people to the story of black America in a way that is productive? We know, for example, the current 
the public schools ain't necessarily telling the story right. And I am always thinking about, I think about it more often than is productive, frankly. Like, how would we, uh, like a child born now, how would we be able to give them a sense meaningfully of the complexity of what we're dealing with, but give it to them early enough in their lives that they could not just be on what we all consider a positive path, um, but to be knowledgeable and to understand the burden that we carry and the responsibility. And I think of this movie, like if I was putting together a, um, a like a curriculum, you know, I would, I would include this movie. I think it just Listen. does such a great mm-hmm. job. And I hate, I, like, I, part of me feels like every black child when they turn 10 in America should watch this movie. And if you're a little boy, it might you might need to be eight or nine. Frankly, I hate to like I don't want children mm-hmm. watching this kind of violence, but at the same time, they need to see it. They, they need, need to know. Yeah. So that is not only does this movie get my videotape, I'm adding it to my curriculum of like how to build a black person in this country that mm-hmm. can have the conversation about the complexity of what's happening here. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, definitely gets my videotape, and I'm just gonna add on here. Listen, support black business. It be thus part of building up our community. So cooperative economics. So in order for some of these things to make sure that there are jobs available and positions available, but with us who care, we gotta support us. Mm. So, and can we we say that this this. Janai pointed this out. This is our 26th episode, which means we have been doing the right perspective for exactly one year. Put your lights up. Uh, can I just say, bro, sis, this has been, I am just so grateful to do this with y'all. I think this is just, uh-uh. it's been wonderful. And the no, lighter's up for audio for the people who are listening <laughs> just on audio. Aubrey, actually, I'm not the only one up. that does it. Thank you. <laughs> not the only one that does it. Thank you. I Nobody can hear I, you this, doing this, that lighter. I'm, Nobody I'm can proud, hear it. I'm proud of this year. I'm proud of this year, y'all. I'm proud of this podcast. I think we're having some really important conversations, and at yep. the same time, I'm just I'm enjoying this time with y'all. Yep. This is, I'm 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 so Thank proud of you. this year. All right. I'm so proud of it too. So I love the society is a classic from the right, the right perspective. perspective. All right. And y'all, for our next ep- episode, we are going back into time. Back into time. And we are going to look at a movie called Double Indemnity. And it's actually from the 40s. And it is like a crime and court drama. And so it's going to be interesting to watch that after watching Minister Society. So looking forward to going on that journey, bro. And so I know none of us have All seen right. it. So that's going to be next. fun. Because that's, that's be a rare situation we've had where yeah. none of us have seen this. None it. of us have seen this. A classic so. from the 40s. Let's get yeah. it. All right. All right. Thanks for joining us.